Welcome to Adventures of a 20-something podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of navigating life in your 20s. This is a podcast for all the other self-discoverers, all the other people in the pursuit of purpose, all the other 20-somethings not sure what the heck they want to do with their life. So let's figure it out together. With your host, a 24-year-old in a continual transition state of life herself, Ariana Sweetenich. This is the third episode in a five-part series on relationships in your 20s. One thing I've learned so far is that the most important relationship in our life should be with ourselves. On this episode of Adventures of a 20-something, we'll hear from Christina, our first guest to transition from her 20s to 30s. On the day we spoke, it was her 30th birthday, and we reflect on the last decade of her life together. Now, here's Christina. So, can you just give the listeners a little background about who you are and what brought you here? So, um, um, like mentioned, my name is Christina. I'm from Houston, Texas. I was recently uh, hired as a youth coordinator with the organization Avance. And so I'm just here to, one, get certified to teach, and then, two, just bring all the ideas back to my students. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So how old are you? I am 30 today. <gasps> oh, Yay! my God. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So that's why um, a big reason, besides you being a wonderful person, that mm-hmm. I wanted to bring you on here, um, because today is a perfect day to reminisce on your 20s. It is. On that decade. It is. Um, so... What do you think about it all? How does it feel? Oh, man, I feel, I don't know, I'm excited. Actually, when I was, like, maybe when July hit, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous mm-hmm. to see 30. But, like, as I just look back in the last 10 years, um, there's been a lot of ups and yeah. some downs, but a lot of ups. So it's been Good. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to focus on the ups, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because if not, then you'll definitely be taken down by the, the downs. What so. would be your top three ups? Um, so I graduated undergrad when I was 21. So awesome. that was a great beginning. And then mid-20s, I moved to Washington State. Mm. So that was also a good one. And then... West Coast. Right, right. I loved it. I loved it. The Even though the weather was like, uh, mm. kind of like iffy, but it was it was great. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got my master's when I was 26. So awesome. it was some, some big ups. Yeah. Yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to go back to school for your no, master's? Okay. At all. No. <laughs> what made you no. decide? Because I'm in that process right now of trying to figure out if I want to go back to school or not. I think it was just like, hmm, you might as well. There's nothing going to hurt it. I actually enjoy my master's way more than I enjoy my undergrad. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I felt like my master's um, allowed me to focus on what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I got my master's in social work mm-hmm. and I got my undergrad in criminal justice. Cool. So, funny story, I got to undergrad, and the guy's like, so what do you want to major in? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're 18, huh? right. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? <laughs> so I'm here, you know, just put me in some classes, and he was like, so what don't you like? And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like math. Yep, same. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't like math, and I barely like science. And he was like, all right, just do criminal justice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> wow, so he chose for you. Yeah, basically. Oh and I was just like, I have not used my criminal justice degree. I probably should have thought a little harder <laughs> about that. But, it's okay. I think I've heard from so many people that undergraduate 
degrees, um, whatever you major in, like most people stray away from whatever yeah, that major yeah. is. I can, I can definitely understand that. I was talking to Reggie, someone else at the conference, mm-hmm. um, and he said he got his engineering degree and now he's doing this relational work. So yeah, that's crazy. Completely 180. Oh man, that's crazy. Cause you always hear people say, man, I would love to be an engineer or mm-hmm. for NASA. And then you have somebody who is actually on that path mm-hmm. and strays away from it. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, we're we're growing and evolving so much yeah. at this stage of our lives mm-hmm. that what we thought we wanted can change tomorrow. In a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I thought I wanted to to go to law school after undergrad, and well, I'm here. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you're happy about. But it. I am very happy about my decision. So. So how did you make that decision? Because um, you have to really check in with yourself. I've I've experienced a lot of external pressure mm-hmm. and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has always really been anxiety provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had to kind of shut out the noise and learn how to do that in order to listen to what it's I hard, actually right? want. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's Especially when you have so many other individuals that's in your corner positive that also have an opinion about mm-hmm. your life you know so it's Definitely. it's really hard i don't i don't really know how i came to the decision to 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 do anything <laughs> really <laughs> uh, i think it was just like a leap of faith um, yes from going to undergrad to to going to seattle i think i just I read it, mm-hmm. I liked it, and so I did it. Okay, you had right? a good feeling. Yeah. So for my master's degree, I was living in Seattle, and I was like, what am I going to do now? Because mm-hmm. I was in the program. Have you ever heard of AmeriCorps? Yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. I did the program for two years. Oh, my gosh. If any of you have never done AmeriCorps, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very great process, but you're really poor during the whole process. Mm, yes. So the point of it is to live at the... The bare minimum of the people that you're serving. Wow. So I made about uh, thirteen hundred a month. Oh my gosh. Seattle, my apartment was about eight fifty a month. Wow. <laughs> so that left you with like nothing. <laughs> nothing. So um, after struggling, but it gave me a sense of knowing that you can make a way out of nothing, mm-hmm. right? You can Just, be creative. Right. Exactly. And so once I finished the AmeriCorps process. Um, I just tried to figure out a way to continue to do what I was doing there, but mm-hmm. on a, a, a higher scale, I guess. You could and say. after an experience like that, it feels like anything that you're making above that is good right, money, right? right exactly. <laughs> because me, not I was just excited to even have a job after undergrad. Exactly. Because you know they they teach you like, all right, you go to school, and then once you graduate, you should have a job. Mm-hmm. Like you should walk into your job. Yep. So that was my mindset going graduating um, undergrad. And did you have one right away or no? Yeah, the AmeriCorps. The AmeriCorps. I didn't even okay. know AmeriCorps was. Yeah. They they uh, asked me to do three interviews. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, this must be an exciting job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three interviews. <laughs> three big interviews, process. Skype interviews. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, this is big time. And then I read what AmeriCorps was. <laughs> like, well, you know, I'll give it a try. And I became a mountaineering coach when I was out there. Wow. I took um, at-risk Tell, tell me about that coaching. Yeah, so I got trained in wilderness CPR mm-hmm. and mountaineering. And I take, um, well, I took 
girls 14 to 18 who were considered at risk. Mm-hmm. And we went on like two-week camping trips throughout the um, the coast, the mm-hmm. Olympic coast. We went in the mountains. And it, it was it was just a regular camping trip. But wow. yeah, it was surprisingly it was dope nice (laughs) yeah you would think at risk like that could be difficult yeah and it was you had so many girls that had personality disorders Mm -hmm. or eating disorders Mm -hmm. and so I mean I guess whenever you provide a safe space it's it allows people to to uh to get rid of all those Labels that mm-hmm. people place on you, you know, so that's um, so important. Yeah, and I feel like there's not enough of those safe spaces. Yeah, I agree. I mean, people say we're in a safe space all the time. Mm-hmm. Are we really yeah. in a safe space? You know, are you really able to let your guard down and yes, not I'm have like, that fear of being right, judged, right? And being right, completely authentically yourself, right? Like yes, I have the label of um, bipolar, but. That's not who I am. Exactly. You know? That's not me. I have that. Right, right, right. Just for people who who actually have been labeled as some type of, um, have some type of disorder. Yeah. You know? It's like, for me, I have depression. I am not depressed. Right, right. Know? Exactly, exactly. It's like just something that. I have to learn how to... Cope do. with. Yeah, exactly. Right, which everybody has something they have to cope with exactly and i think it makes you stronger right it's just what life dealt me right and and you learn from those challenges yeah and i think you're lucky to even know that what what you're struggling with Mm -hmm. because you have so many people walking around thinking their life is perfect and nobody has a perfect life Uh, that's how i feel like if if they think their life is perfect they're probably on autopilot mode right they don't take the time to really get in touch Mm -hmm. with their feelings um i thought you know, for a while, I didn't want, I was too scared to, to mm-hmm. connect with myself. So mm-hmm. I turned to alcohol and drugs, you know, yeah. and that was my coping mechanism. Yeah. And then when I got sober, then like the whole world opened up and I was yeah. like, oh my God, who am I? Right. What have I been missing? <laughs> yeah. I like blacked out the right. last five years of my life. <laughs> yeah. But that, that blackout phase was what you needed. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what has been a big struggle for you over your twenties? Um... I guess I guess what was a struggle then is a struggle now. It's just being comfortable with myself, mm. you know. So, I um, I recently uh, realized that I'm not who I said I was, you know, mm. <laughs> which is crazy because um, I don't know. It's I don't know how to really put it in words. Really take it back for words. It's crazy. Oh, um, take your time. So I, um, I have entered into the LGBTQ plus community. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Oh um, not gosh. fully, but fully for every listener on this podcast. Yeah. But um, I have accepted, you know, who I am at that part, and then I've just allowed myself to stop chasing people to yes. be my friend. Good. Yeah, even even with family, um, throughout my twenties, as I look back on it and as I reminisce on everything I attempted to do that was great, it involved making sure people were with me. Mm. And so um, I think that was a big struggle of mine. 
Um, I had to do this, but I only could do it if somebody was gone with me. I didn't like eating dinner by myself. I had that same problem. I could not be alone with myself, partly because of those feelings that Mm -hmm. I was so scared to confront. And so I always had to be doing something with someone else Mm -hmm. to distract myself. Right. And if nobody would do it with me, then I wasn't doing it. Exactly. And now I am... 30 and fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually took myself out to dinner last night. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. What a good experience. Yeah, How awesome. did it go? Oh, I thought it was great. I went to an all vegan restaurant. Nice. Um, and then I got ice cream afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I have to learn how to be happy with me. I'm a twin. Yeah. <gasps> you are. I am. Okay. So my whole life has been with somebody. Identical or? Fraternal. Fraternal. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a, he, well, he's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he, he's in Houston, but, um, my whole life has been spent with mm. somebody, you know? So. Interesting. I wonder if that had had something to do with it because you always had that life mm-hmm. companion at your mm-hmm. side. Was Did you guys go to the same college? When was the first time that you were separated? College. College, okay. Yes, but it's crazy and people laugh when I tell them this. We still had some type of umbilical cord connection because wow. we always got sick at the same time with the same diagnosis, strep no throat. No way. And I went to school in East Texas, small little Wally College, and he went to a big school in West Texas. Mm -hmm. So we're easily seven hours away from each other. And so we always got strep throat together, and then um, he got his tonsils removed, and we never got strep throat again. Wow. That's crazy, right? So you didn't have to get your tonsils removed? No, I did not. (laughs) So I always blame him, like, you got me sick. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Seven hours away. That's something you just can't explain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what? That's crazy. But I believe it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. regardless of the space did not do anything to, you know, the connection. But yeah, now it's time for, for me to... To try to do right the solo thing. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So, how do you identify in the LGBTQ community? I am bisexual. Bisexual. Cool. I am the B. Nice. (laughs) And how did you? Did you always know, or did you kind of? I I kind of away from it. Yeah, I ran away from it. I, um, like many people's individuals, families, um, but you, you. You live this life as if they don't know, why tell them? You know. Mm-hmm. So I I never told them. Um, I I some of them don't even know to this day. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you for sharing. Right, right. You know, a little step at a time. Mm-hmm. But um, I I've always known what my emotional feelings were mm-hmm. towards uh, both genders, and um, I just never publicly. Um, showed that affection mm. to the same sex. Mm. So now I am loud and proud. Awesome. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I actually just celebrated Pride for the first time this past uh, Pride. Amazing. Yeah, so I walked wow. in the parade and everything. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. So does your family know? My twin knows. Your twin knows. Yes. Okay. And um, I haven't verbally said it. But I definitely don't hide my actions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Wow. Well, congrats. That's a huge step to I appreciate that. accepting who you are yeah. and, and being okay with it. And, and not caring one bit. And as it should be, because yeah. this is your one life. Right. Why would you let other people's 
opinions, opinions get in the way. I definitely agree. It's easy said than done. Oh, yeah. But I definitely agree. Totally, totally. Yeah. And it's all, you know, a spectrum, right? Yeah. No one's completely straight or right. completely gay or right. maybe that some people are, but everyone can lie on that spectrum. Right, and, right. And do what makes you happy. Exactly. It shouldn't matter. Right. It's just one aspect. Again, it's just one aspect of who you are. Right, right. And at this point of my life, I've realized that if it doesn't make you happy, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. And this is my life. And if it makes me happy, then it's for me. Amazing. Yeah. I just interviewed um, a person from the Mormon church. Really? Yesterday, yes. How um, was that? It was really cool. And, you know, she, the way that she talked about, she doesn't believe in um, anything but a marriage between a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. But she will still, you know, accept and help anybody mm-hmm. that, because love is love and like it's their relationship she Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with it no say on it and but it's just her personal you know she has her husband and she loves him and but she was it it surprised me how you know open yeah yeah because that's I I wouldn't thought she would have said that I know I wouldn't think that she was like oh um yeah I look down on that I did that so it's crazy how I think I the know. times, well, I don't know. The times are changing. Right. <laughs> but I, I feel as generations progress, um, it's really that. We're opening our minds more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of hope for the 20-somethings right now as we grow in society and get in like, positions of power. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be looking up for equality and open-mindedness yeah. and all of that. I mean, especially about like, um, just a little quick turn on mm-hmm. what the government is, is looking like as mm-hmm. far as like women rights and the, the the barriers and the hurdles that'll be in place in certain genders mm-hmm. and groups and I'm just so excited for all the leaders that are about to come because absolutely I, I feel like it's about damn time yes for old women and men who've been sitting in those seats called the government to get up and let (laughs) someone know uh someone new and someone in this generation take over because i mean things are so different now who best to lead us than Mm -hmm. somebody who's lived this life and understands that perspective right i agree absolutely that's so cool so just to wrap it up because i know you have to head to the, Mm -hmm. the speaker um what is one Thing you would tell your 19 year old about to turn 20 self so you're you just turned 30 but Ooh. imagine take a step back 10 years what would you tell um 19 year old christina now that knowing what you know now i would say don't hold back uh life is gonna be hard you're gonna struggle you're going to cry. You're going to be happy. People are going to come in and out of your life like a swinging door. But don't hold back. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Just live life fiercely. Live life to the fullest. Because if I was 19 and I had those words to live by, I probably would be so much better than what I am. But I'm, I'm excited for where I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of that that you went through has just led you to where you are now. So. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the 30s. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. A huge thank you to Christina for sharing her story with us on Adventures of a 20-something. 
And thank you to all the other listeners as well. If you liked this episode, you can rate it and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you are using. You can also follow our Instagram page at adventures underscore 20 something to connect with our wonderful guests. If you know anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, send me a direct message on Instagram and we can make it happen. Keep listening in for more fun with some 20 somethings to come. Thank you.